Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome into this week's edition of the Inside Lane. Your host, Andrew Gordon, here. And I've got driver Ty Gibbs and football player Jameer Gibbs. Same last name, different sports. But we're going to have a fun podcast here talking about Dega. Of course, we've got draft coming up as well. How are you guys doing? And welcome on the show. Yeah, it's uh, it's been you know pretty good. We've been uh, walking around the, the shop and, and showing them everything and uh, had a good time. So uh, it should be uh, fun to talk about some stuff. Yeah, right. So first off, I'll go with Ty, rookie this year. How has that been? We're getting into, I guess, almost that third uh, way part of the season. I know you've had, uh, you know, some decent finishes already, ninth in Atlanta. We're going to Talladega. Is there anything you can learn from that style of racing, even though you can't compare it directly to Talladega this weekend? Yeah, I think there's like some things I can, I feel like I can, you know, relate. I feel like Atlanta is pretty close to how Talladega races and in, in some way so uh i'm i'm excited for this weekend and hopefully we can have another you know, good finish and a good day is there any advice you can give jameer here now that he's working on trying to be a rookie you know getting up that top level of competition and and, and what have you learned so far that can translate into other sports yeah you know we talked about i think a little bit i think it's just like the the people you're going to play against and I like of the racing and, and everything at the top level, of course, is like the hardest to, is the best, you know, best players, best drivers it gets. So I think everything's just a little, you know, sped up a little bit and everybody's a little bit better. So, but I think that that makes it more fun too. So when you do get, it, it's actually, you know, really cool. Yeah. You can appreciate getting up to the top, right. And Jameer, what, what are your thoughts going into the draft coming up? Oh, it's going to be a cool, it's going to be a great experience. Uh, some I've, always wanted to do since I was a little kid. So I'm excited about it. And then I guess you'll just, you don't have any teams that you cheered for growing up that are going to kind of play favorite. You're just going to, uh, you know, hope for the best and and get that draft and be excited about it. Or what are you thinking there? Yeah, it was Atlanta until they lost to uh, <laughs> the Patriots. Uh, uh -oh. So I stopped, I stopped liking them. So I just started uh, liking the players. Gotcha. So you follow players and not the team. So uh, Georgia boy, right? So 28 to three did it for you. Yeah. That, yeah. It was over after that. Yeah. I would, I'm, I grew up a Cowboys fan. Don't hold it against me, but they haven't been good since I've been alive. So uh, we're down in Savannah though here. So lots of Falcons fans in this area for sure, but you've got somebody over there who might want you to, to play a little bit further North, I'm sure. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about racing though. Get back into this. I know you're going into super speedway racing this weekend and it's all about teammates, right? That's what it is in all forms of sports with Toyotas and you being a rookie, you don't have as many of your manufactured cars on the track. So does that make it more challenging or does it make the bonds tighter with your teammates to kind of have a successful draft and move up toward the pack? Yeah, I think it makes it a little bit challenging in some situations, but I think we've talked over with the team and the teammates and I think we have a you know good plan going into this weekend and, I think that, you know, kind of helps having a smaller group. I think you'd be able to work together a little bit better, but uh, definitely uh, down a little bit there with uh, people, you know, Toyota's in the field. So I think we do what we can with what we, what the teammates we have, but I think we have the, you know, I have the best teammates around. So I'm excited and we'll see what, what happens. Is there one of your teammates in particular that's kind of taken you under their wing to bring you up as a rookie? Yeah, I think uh, I feel like everybody's you know been doing that to me. Uh, I think Denny's done a you know I think I've been around Denny my whole life as well. So I think it's a little bit of a different relationship with him. But uh, it's I've worked with all of them. I've had a lot of help from you know from Bubba to Tyler um, to you know the rest of the guys. So uh, they've been uh, very very helpful. 
And then seeing those yellow stripes at a super speedway, most drivers aren't going to say, yeah, let's push this guy to the front. How do you earn that respect with only having a, you know, a few of these races under your belt? Uh, I don't, I don't really know. I, I guess I can't really answer that one. I think just winning helps with that, takes care of the rookie stripes. So we'll see. <laughs> and winning solves everything, right? That, that seems to be the case in all, all aspects of life. And, you know, it's unpredictable here with, um, Talladega, it's one of those races that anybody, you know, David can go after Goliath. And I guess you can say the same with the draft. It can be a little bit unpredictable too. Jameer, what's the mindset going into the draft here? I know you've done all your prep work. So do you have anything that you're going to do between now and then? Uh, you know, just continue to work and interview with teams. Uh, so my value and what I could bring to the table, really. And what could, what would you say to those teams if they just happen to to watch or listen to this? Like, what can you provide to a team? Uh, I'll say my best trait is my versatility. You know, I can line up anywhere on the field and uh, make a play or make multiple plays. Yeah, I just uh, label myself as like a playmaker, like an offensive weapon. Uh, yeah, cool. I mean, that makes sense. And Ty, you can take a little bit of that too. You got to be a playmaker. You can't sit back and watch these cars go past you. You got to you got to be aggressive to it. A healthy extent and a race like Talladega, maybe for fans that haven't watched a ton of these races, it takes it. It takes a lot of a uh, correct moves at the right time, right? And with you being like the youngest in the field, essentially, do you hold it on you to kind of bring in some of these younger fans? Or I guess a side question more so would be, do you think that? it's easier for you to bring in fans and, and be relatable to uh, a younger audience. Yeah, I think a little bit, you know, I have a part of that for sure, um, which is I feel like really cool experience for me. And uh, hopefully I can be able to bring new fans to the, to the sport and, and um, you know, hopefully they, they get interested from it and I can kind of lead that role. I'll be really, really special. I think there's probably a couple of us that can do it out there. Sure. Last question for both of you guys. Ty, what do you look to accomplish for the rest of the season? Did you have goals at the beginning of the season that you've already accomplished, or do you still have, you know, some some things to check off? To be honest with you, I really don't feel like I have – I really don't feel like I set goals. I just kind of try to do the best I can every weekend and, and try to win every, every time I show up to the, to the track. I think that's that's my goal, and um and, and I do the best I can with what I have. If that's winning, that's winning. Of course, I want to win, and – if it's not running, winning, it's finishing 10th with the car I have and it's finishing 10th. So just do the best I can every weekend. All right. It's about getting the most you can with what you got. I think you put it a great way. And Jameer, I appreciate you being on too. Best of luck with the draft coming up. That's got to be exciting. Hey, this is an exciting time of, of life. Just sit there, enjoy it. Don't let it go by too fast. Uh, so I got to achieve my dream of being a broadcast meteorologist. I love it every day. You guys, you know, being you know, hopefully professional football player, NASCAR driver, you've got people looking up to you. So just keep it going. Best of luck in the draft and tie. Hey, good luck in Talladega. You got a top 10 at Atlanta. We'll see what you can do out in Alabama. Thank you. You know, interesting to hear from rookie of the year contender Ty Gibbs on his thoughts going into Talladega. And now I'm joined by Tyler with Atlanta Motor Speedway, you know, you've been on the show a lot this year, and I'm sure you are full of thoughts after we are leaving short track racing and going to the super speedway, the high banks of Talladega. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing really great. Obviously, uh, you know, we've got Chase Elliott back, which we didn't know the last time we were talking. So uh, that's of great intrigue to anybody, you know, who watches NASCAR, especially in uh, in the state of Georgia. So 
um, him being the the home state guy. So uh, great to have him back. He uh, had a great start at Martinsville this past weekend, and uh, we got a wild one coming up. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, just because you threw Chase Elliott out there, how about some stats for him going forward here? Uh, as of late, the uh, third best average finish going into Talladega. Obviously, you can't uh, really uh, predict much going on there when it comes to the wrecks. And and it says a lot whenever your third best average finisher is uh, 15th. So, you know, it's a hard race to predict. It really is one of those that uh, the smaller teams look to beat the Giants, having Corey LaJoy on a couple weeks ago. And he talked about how, you know, it's David's turn to to go after Goliath a few weeks of the year. And Talladega is definitely one of those. Yeah, and we've seen him really try to capitalize on these super speedway opportunities. You know, he's been running right up front. We saw him uh, contending at the end of that Daytona 500 throughout it. Um, he's been right there in uh, each of the Atlanta races that we've held since we reconfigured this track into a super speedway. And obviously Talladega is right in that same fold as far as being a real opportunity for that number seven Spire Motorsports group. So uh, Corey LaJoy certainly one to keep an eye on, but to his point, there's a lot of Davids out there trying to take down these Goliaths. Yeah, I I have no even, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't even have a dark horse for you guys this week. I, I'm just interested to kind of watch how the, the race plays out on its own. And you have to think that drivers like that just naturally are going to be a little bit more aggressive. Maybe somebody like a Justin Haley or Noah or Ryan Priest, some of the, these guys that are usually, you know, just don't have the same. Uh, equipment as some of the bigger teams will go out there and that's their chance to to go have a big win and NASCAR ratings were up last week and you wonder if that's a little bit of the Chase Elliott bump but I'm sure you know NASCAR appreciates a healthy Chase Elliott and you always have people tune in in droves by the millions to Talladega anyway so it's kind of a coming back together for them for what should be a good weekend and honestly I haven't looked at the weather I know it should be good based on if I'm kind of interpolating what I think it's going to be like in Savannah. So that's nice too, to not have a weather concern for the weekend. I defer to you on that. Uh, yeah, on that. yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I kind of brought open a can of worms. I didn't have an answer to because Talladega is not my jurisdiction, but yeah, I I'm interested to see what happens there. It's always good to see a good sunny day in Alabama there while they're racing. Well, and you, you said a couple names there, obviously Ryan priest, we saw so strong at Martinsville before, uh, pit road penalty did in his day. Um, so he, he's still looking for, you know, a solid finish to back up a solid run. Um, Talladega is an opportunity for somebody like him, but, uh, Noah Gregson and, uh, you, oh goodness, you mentioned somebody else, but Noah Gregson, uh, is really strong in the Xfinity series. And yes, Justin Haley, we saw win so many, uh, of these super speedway style races. Now that was with a little bit more help from a couple more teammates that were, you know, stronger uh, relative to the rest of the field. Colic, such a strong contender in the Xfinity series, but we've seen Justin Haley showcase some of his prowess already at the cup level at these super speedways. Uh, this weekend's a big opportunity for them. I mean, there, there's not anybody in the field that it's not an opportunity for, but to speaking to the point of, you know, the average finishes are lower than you'd might expect um, relative to any other track. It just speaks to how much is, you could do to help yourself in these races, but at the end of the day, you're uh, a bit reliant on what happens around you, and you could be swept up in something not of your own making very easily. So, right. um, really, if you're one of those content regular contenders, just like everybody else, you're you're in the same box of just trying to be in position at the end and hoping that the cards fall your way. 
Yeah, there really is no way to set yourself up for success here because you could be leading and get a bad push like we've seen in recent races in this style of racing, or you could be you know, you know, caught up in the back and fast car gets back there because of a slow pit stop, speeding penalty, what have you, and then you get wrapped up in somebody else's mess. So, you know, in theory, you think that being, you know, top five is the best, but also like end of stages, people are wanting to get those points. That's where a lot of the aggression is happening as well. I always like watching if the camera goes to it, kind of like eighth to 12th place at the end of a stage, because I'm like, all right, it, there's, it just, it's almost like salvageable a stage. You're not quite up there to the top five, but if you can at least get a point or two, it makes you feel like you've got a little victory there in a stage. So for me, that's something that I'm always looking at. If if it's close, you know, there it's not always a time and a setup where you can have a driver that maybe could make a pass and get into top 10 and get a point there. But I, I always look to that. And maybe that's where I, I see one of these wrecks coming from. End of stage one, eighth to 12th place. Go ahead and look it into my crystal ball. That's what I'm calling for this week. Well, and uh, you wouldn't be alone in that because typically at the end of those stages, you'll see the cluster, you know, obviously the top 10s racing for position. You have those at the fringe of the top 10 trying to get in there so that they can get points. And somewhere around 16th to 20th, all of a sudden it gets really strung out because the people who feel like they don't have a chance to get a stage points just back out. Nothing to gain. Just got to make it to the green and white checkered here and uh, live to fight another lap. And uh, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of calculated risk taking that will happen throughout the race. And those stage ends are absolutely part of it. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And you're right. It's kind of funny watching them get strung out there, especially being in person you, you get to experience that a little bit more than TV because, of course, they're not going to show the guys that aren't battling up front, but it's almost like they've got a parachute out there and they just have, have kind of sunk back. But surviving to live another stage, another lap, that's what it's all about at these kind of races, which is what uh, you've come a little bit more accustomed to know at Atlanta since the style of racing has changed up a little bit. You know, it's always interesting to ask drivers if, you know, you can learn anything from one track and take it to another, but maybe you can learn who you can't trust, you know, in Atlanta, maybe some guys didn't link up well, manufacturers, you've got some different noses this year. I think that's what you can learn, but you can also learn who to not work with. And somebody like Ty Gibbs, you know, young, maybe not completely tested enough battle-wise for some of the veterans to trust him, but I'm interested to see how he fares here, if he's going to be aggressive, if he's going to take more of a learning route. And uh, the young guys are their own storylines whenever you go to a track like this. Well, I would suspect in Ty Gibbs' case, a lot of it's going to have to do with how well he can stay linked up with his teammates. Um, th those Toyotas typically try to get together and work together, knowing that they don't have numbers on the rest of the field as far as uh, manufacturer badges go. They, they really try to find each other early and often. Um, but if you pick one of them off from the group, uh, it, you know that sort of leaves them on their own to navigate their way back up through the field and we've we've seen in the last year and a half that uh making up track position on these super speedways totally doable but not as easy as it may have been in years past uh you know an evolving science to super speedway racing right so um if ty gibbs is able to stay with his group uh throughout the race i think he has a really solid uh shot to have a great finish if he gets split away from his friends uh with toyota badges it'll be interesting to see what he can make of that um not to say that he can't make something good come out of that situation, but it'll be a lot more interesting to see unfold, and it'll tell us a little bit more about Ty Gibbs. Um, Noah Gregson, I think, is in a little bit different situation as the other rookie. There's a plethora of bow ties in the field, so yeah. 
I think he needs to to find some people and show some people that he's somebody to work with and, you know, worth going with when he makes a move or is somebody will go with you uh, when you make that move. Um, he was trying that quite a bit here at Atlanta and uh, kind of stymied by um, not being able to generate a run or get a push uh, when he thought he had one. Um, but nonetheless, got his best finish of the year so far, which has been uh, trying to this point. So we'll we'll see if he can improve upon that in Talladega and maybe get a top 10 or even better yet a top five. Yeah, you got to respect that, though. So many guys will just sit there, go single file, wait till, you know, 10, 15 to go to get a run going. And he's like, not me. I'm not staying in line. I want to see what this car can do on the bottom. But you can only do so much by yourself. You know, you do need a couple of friends or at least people who are going to work with you for the time being. And I think that's the struggle that Ty's going to come up with, to your point, if he does kind of lose out on some of those Toyotas. Um, younger guy, it's just you know, he just hasn't built those relationships yet with other guys in the garage. It's nothing against him. It's just a time thing. So, uh, you know, it's always, you're always cheering for, for guys to get a good finish. I never cheer for anyone to have a bad one. So I'm interested to, to see what comes of this weekend. And I think, you know, expect the unexpected is what you always want to see at, at Dega. And I think, uh, you know, somebody's going to have to overcome a, a speeding penalty early. We've seen a lot of those. And interestingly enough, you know, that fir first pit box stall seems to be a thorn in the side of some people. They're, they're just, maybe it's the timing lines, first pit box now gone. They're just zooming out of there. And when will they learn? You know, there's so many different, different ways to, to look at what could impact a race. That's yeah. And that's where, you know, your crew chief's homework over the course of the week uh, really comes into play. Uh, whether that means avoiding that stall entirely or, you know, being extra prepared and, you know, coaching up your driver extra to say, okay, what are we seeing that's getting people caught out uh, when they choose this pit stall? Um, with the way that the super speedways are right now, I don't think that you're winning the race on pit road. You can certainly put yourself in position there, right? But you're not going yeah. to outright win the race on pit road. At the end of the day, you're going to have to hold off a charging pack, but you can lose the race on pit road with a penalty or a mishap. So um, keeping it clean down there to give yourself a chance around uh, the biggest oval that we race on is going to be key. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. We have some fun tracks coming up with Dover, Darlington, and uh, Darlington just announcing that they're uh, bringing back Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven because of that 20-year anniversary finish. So already stuff to look forward to down the line, and, and Dover can be an exciting track as well. You know, it's interesting getting back to some concrete, seeing what's going on there. Kansas, Darlington, and then the All-Star Open comes into play, All-Star Race, Coke 600. So some really big-name races are on the schedule. We're getting into some, some fun time here. What exactly are you looking forward to the next couple of weeks? Because I know that'd be an easy question going from, you know, uh, you know, with the All-Star Race as an answer, Atlanta as an answer. But next few weeks, what, what are you tuning in for? I'm definitely keeping an eye on Dover. I mean, that's one of our sister tracks. Um, and a lot of great people that are working up there to put on a great event, and it looks like they've got one on tap. So um, keeping an eye on that, I felt like the the next-gen car really showed out um, in a lot better way at Dover than uh, what the Gen 6 had been producing there the last several years. So I hope that that trend continues and we get a nice, exciting race on the Monster Mile. Um, and I'm not trying to gloss over Kansas or Darlington by any stretch. You know, I'm really interested to watch those races. I think they'll give us a, a few names to watch for the Coke 600, one of the crown jewels of the sport. But uh, definitely that all-star race in North Wilkesboro, I mean, that's going to be an overdose of nostalgia, I think. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the setting like is like there. And uh, 
even more so the racing. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty unique to what we have on the rest of the circuit just because of how worn out that asphalt is. I mean, we have that a bit with Richmond. I, I think we're going to have that on overdrive um, at North Wilkes-Bos or the as far as the uh, tire degradation goes and a little bit tighter quarters there than what we have at Richmond. So um, I think it'll be a, a nice mix of a couple things that we see at a couple tracks, but not really at one. Yeah, I can't wait until that. You know, it's I'm already getting excited. The hype's coming up, and it's still a ways out. So looking forward to that. And I missed out on um, getting to sit down and watch most of the Martinsville race. So hopefully going to catch more of Talladega this weekend so I can be uh, a bit more in tune with our conversation today. Of course, watch the highlights and all that, but didn't get the lap-by-lap of what's going on. But definitely looking forward to a few big things coming up. And I guess I can ask not a specific driver that you think will win, but do you think we'll get a – a repeat winner this year, or are we getting somebody new? Uh, well, I, I, I'm looking at the Ford camp right now, just based on, you know, what the opportunity is ahead of them. Um, they've shown a lot of speed at these super speedways uh, so far this year. And all the talk and chatter that you hear about aero number, this and that, and who's got what, um, this should play into their favor. Now, obviously it's a lot, about a lot more than that there's the circumstances there's the way you move the chess pieces but we did see that play out here at atlanta and while we had um a different winner in daytona we ultimately did see uh the roush fenway kozlowski cars right up there in the mix contending at the end of the race so i would think that uh one of the fords are going to be in contention to win this race at the end of it but when they come down to that trioval and they fan out like they did last spring, it might be somebody going totally seemingly against their character, like Ross Chastain, just holding the wheel straight and true and letting everybody else do right. something silly and coming through to win the thing. So there's there's no telling what will happen uh, between turn four and the start finish line. But uh, I'm keeping an eye on the Fords uh, to maybe capitalize on an opportunity here to get another one of their drivers into the playoffs. Right. To play off of you, I'm going to go ahead. I Why not go Harvick? I mean, he's got a lot of experience, um, good a shot as anybody. Nobody's going to want to dump him at the end of the race because, for one, he uh, will not, you know, hold back talking about you after the race. And two, I mean, his last, you know, two races coming up to Talladega as well. So a lot of experience, definitely a guy that you could follow or be followed by getting up to the front. So just going off your play on Ford, that's that's who I would pick. Yeah. Well, if, and if I'm going to pick a name, uh, I'll go with Kozlowski just because he was oh so close to getting it done here in Atlanta and uh, obviously has the skill set. I don't think that he was quite as strong in the random, the much more random push into oblivion uh, package that we had at the waning years of the Gen 6, but he's a, he's really shown his strength in the early years of the Gen 6 in managing the draft, managing the pushes that come from behind as the leader we saw that on display here in atlanta did it to almost flawless effect right up until the last lap um if he is given the opportunity to try to control the race from the front uh watch out for him yep good picking he's sitting at 14th in the standings once you shake it all out there uh you know obviously behind the guys that have wins already but maybe he'll bump himself up there get get it closer to the top five after this weekend is done tyler as always thank you guys or thank you for being on at atlanta motor speedway for your support still looking forward to your race coming up in july this will be a little uh foreshadowing perhaps of what we get to see then absolutely